You're listening to Jane Talks to a Wall, a podcast for people who like to hear me talk. I'm your host, Jane, and this is me playing a little ditty. Hello, and welcome to Jane Talks to a Wall, my debut podcast, recording of any kind, fiasco for certain. I'm Jane. Right. So, the trailer was scripted, as I knew that I had a short period of time to cover a few questions. This is not scripted. I wrote a few bullet points. I read so many articles and did a lot of research before I started this where everyone suggests that if you are doing a podcast on your own (laughs) to write a full script. And what did I say to that? I said, I don't need to do that. Of course I don't need to do that. So should I have written a full script? perhaps. Honestly, going off the cuff might not be the best thing, but like for me personally, I know that if I do it any other way, I will always find an excuse and I'll never get anything done. I'll never get anything recorded. And um, that, my friends, is the life of a lazy but goal-oriented moron. So I'm I'm not a moron. I don't think I don't know. You you can be the judge, um, but it has become like very clear to me that I I may have bitten off more than I can chew. Um, the whole idea of like making a podcast was like oh yeah definitely I can make a podcast that's that's no big deal, and then I realized that that I have to be like normal when I'm talking which is hard for me sometimes, but also that I am just literally talking to a wall. And then I started making the website and I pride myself on being a millennial and like hip to the new cool because that's what millennials say and um, thought, oh yeah, I can do this. Got extremely frustrated, but recovered and was able to create something that makes sense at least is it the most beautiful website you've ever seen no um does it work probably (laughs) if it doesn't you know shoot me an email um yeah anyway um I don't think I'm starting before I'm ready I don't think I'm jumping into this but Maybe I am. I just hope that it'll be entertaining and that we we can do this together. Um, speaking of, I many of you might be asking, is Jane qualified to do this? First of all, I don't know. What qualifications do you need? I would say I'm barely qualified for this. However, I love a rabbit hole and will do anything to burrow to the bottom of it. Do rabbits burrow? I don't know. Um, I'll have to look that up. (laughs) I do love research and detective work, and so throughout this podcast, you can expect me to have thoroughly researched a topic before I start talking about it. Right, so I did a lot of soul-searching before starting this, and procrastinated a great deal as I do. Um, right. So I think the first thing that I want to talk about is my journey. Um, <laughs> I hate that word, and maybe it's not a good word to use because um, 
I guess when we look at it that way, I started this when I was born. Oh my God, no. That sounds, oh God, it's like fady. That's not what I mean. It's just like, okay, I was actually having this discussion with a friend the other day um, when we should trace back our lives and not, not just to go over memories, but to identify like specific occurrences that shaped you and literally got you to where you are today. Um, So I'm not going to go back that far, but I will jump back five years, let's say. Um, It all started, I'm sorry, I had to do it, um, with yoga for me. No, it didn't all start with yoga, but I think that was like the, that was the gateway drug of becoming granola for me. Um, So that was, yeah, beginning of 2015. I I mean, I'd tried yoga many times before and always left more frustrated than I was when I went in because I didn't know how to let go and shut down and whatever. Also, I was a kid and stupid and maybe I still am, but you know what I mean? I feel like I've I've come a long way. Right. So I started with a daily practice and have skipped many, many days. We're not perfect people, but Anyway, that was the beginning of it for me, and then about 2017, my sister got pregnant, and as an act of solidarity, a true hero, I joined her by not taking ibuprofen when I had a headache, you know, and um, we used lavender and peppermint oil and all sorts of things, and I just got really into different essential oils and like natural remedies, um, herbalism and what, whatnot at that point. And, um, I went on an Ayurveda yoga retreat shortly after that, which changed the way that I look at a lot of things like food, first of all, and also our bodies. Um, if you don't know what Ayurveda is, I definitely recommend checking it out if you're interested. Um, It's the science of life. Um, Truly, that's what it means um, in Sanskrit. But yes, so the yoga retreat taught me to trust your body and um, believe in what our bodies were created to do and that they can heal themselves. Sometimes they just need a reminder of how to do so. So that kind of leads me into the next the next part of, of this journey um, into alternative medicine. So at the yoga retreat, I actually got to interact with, with the other retreaters. And um, two of them were acupuncturists and one of them was um, a naturalist and into holistic medicine and was a homeopath. And anyway just a lot of really eye-opening and interesting people and was a wonderful opportunity for me to learn about alternative medicine, which honestly it shouldn't be called alternative medicine because it was the original, more like OG medicine, but it doesn't matter. The point is um, my father got sick and all I could do was to use what I learned. Um at the retreat and through these different things and really encouraged my family to consider alternative medicine and to try acupuncture and to try this and that. And I saw 
this these things work when nothing else did when when all of the pills were failing and the draining of fluid and this that and the other um and that was so reassuring to me um yeah I'm not an anti-vaxxer I I would like to say that because I feel like there might be some people rolling their eyes right now and that's okay I I only want to point out that there there is simply something to be said about getting back to basics, um, a symbiotic relationship between human and nature. I mean, that's, that's all it is. Um, my, my dad hated medication and he, his whole life swore he'd never take something every day. And, um, that those things were band-aid solutions that covered, you know, that, that made one thing better, but caused 20 other issues. Right. So, so the whole medication thing and that, got me thinking about the chemically formulated and enhanced products that I put into and onto my body. So I started to use up all of my products and encourage my family not to buy anything from, like, any kind of product for, for me. Um, I had already stopped taking medication, like headache medication and that kind of thing. I don't take birth control. <laughs> You're welcome for that tidbit. Um, but, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, um, once I started to run out of things, I started to make my own, make my own shampoo and make my own toothpaste, make my own pH wash and make my own, I don't know, deodorant, what else is there, you know? I, I, I don't wear makeup, so I, I don't make my own makeup, but you can. So after I did that, I started started um, reading a lot about the kind of microplastics that are, that are in those products and that are also in clothing, and not the point, we'll get there later, but um, <laughs> these microplastics that, that were in those products and that were getting into our bloodstreams and into our water and... Um, yeah, that, that made a huge difference to me. And so not only what I put in my body and what I put on my body, but also what I surround myself with. So I started using up the rest of my cleaning products and then making them myself as well. Um, Right. These are these are the kinds of uh, recipes that I will be putting on the website. We can talk more about those. Um, I want to do an episode in the future where we kind of go room by room and talk about what you can replace, what you could change if you wanted. Um, by no means do you have to make your own products, but I get an immense amount of satisfaction from doing things like that. <laughs> it saves money, not at the not at the start, but in the long run. And I love creating things, even if it's something as simple as a yoga mat spray. Um, it just feels good to know that I made it, and for some reason you value those things more when, when they come from you. Right, so... I had made all those changes and then I started to have some issues with my kidneys and um, right, I realized that when I had been pumping these chemicals and these yeah, medications into my body, I was actually doing myself a disservice and had um, as a result, caused serious damage to my kidneys, and 
right. So again, this was for me like a reassuring moment where I thought, okay, you're on the right track and what you're doing is, is good for you. And hopefully we'll prevent things like this from happening again in the future. Um, right. I, I mean, I, f I feel good knowing that I'm completely me and that I'm not a side effect of some pill or that my mood is not affected or, or my sex drive or whatever, you know, um, like honestly getting off birth control was one of the most freeing things in terms of like actually being able to be myself, um, which was great. And to put children, to put teenagers on something that completely alters who they are and the years where they're trying to figure out who they are is one of the worst things that, it, that I can think of. I mean, on the small scale, but you know what I'm saying? I, it's really detrimental and we should think about that. Um, anyway, right. <clears throat> so after that, sorry, that was probably really loud that I just cleared my throat into the microphone. Also, I have a tick. It's fine. Some of you know about it. Some of you don't just ignore it. Um, right. So after that, I decided, okay, so this microplastic and this other stuff, let's get rid of plastic altogether. You know, I've, I've gotten rid of it in my products. Let's get rid of it in my apartment. And I didn't do like a complete overhaul and I still have plastic surrounding me right now. It's just the way that it, the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. Um, no, but I, I wanted to make a conscious effort to replace things with sustainable products that could go back to nature and, um, wouldn't, wouldn't harm me or the environment or would do as little harm as possible. So I started to go plastic-free in my apartment, and we can talk more about that in a, in a later episode as well. And then I became interested in food waste. And, um, you know, when I decided to go plastic-free in my apartment, that for me was also like a wake-up call in terms of going to the going to the market and going to the grocery store and and what I'm buying and how it's packaged and how much of that packaging goes is actually recycled or is you know just littered somewhere or or put into a landfill or whatever and so I started to become very conscious of um right like my global footprint but also my food waste and my consumption like food consumption and right then I got involved volunteering with a zero waste organization in the city that I was living in. And that was like the game changer, I think. Um, honestly, just to be able to come together with people who think like you and who are more advanced than you and who are more enlightened than you and um, whatever. I mean, they were the most kind, welcoming, brilliant... Um, people that I, that I have met and been able to work with. And I am so, so thankful for my time with that organization. Unfortunately, I don't live in that city anymore. Um, but one day I'll be back and I will be back with those people. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, that, that really changed a lot for me in terms of, of how I want to move forward with my life and, how I can affect change in in this world that we live in. Um, small change, big change, any kind of change. 
And so it was sort of through this organization that I came in contact with more and more people who who had adopted a plant-based diet or a vegetarian diet or any kind of specific diet because they were aware of how much waste that their eating habits were producing. Um, not just like the waste that we can see and hold in our hand, like the packaging, but the the CO2 that's being released or carbon dioxide um, or the, the land resources that are being used to produce those kinds of foods. Again, that's for another episode. Um, so then I decided to participate in Veganuary or Veganuary. I honestly don't know how you're supposed to say it. It, it was a challenge, um, to become, to become vegan for the month of January. And, um, I did it with a friend of mine and am still doing it. So, right. Um, why did I decide to do more? No. Okay. That sounds like, um, I don't need to do more. No. What I mean is like, what was, what was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back? Um, yeah. So when I moved to the city that I'm living in now, I kind of, well, I struggled to find a group, um, to get involved with like a zero waste organization, um, that was doing the same kind of thing that I was doing before. And, that could offer me that, that community and that feeling of making change and making a difference and whatever. Um, and living this, yeah, this lifestyle of, of using only what you need and yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it right this minute, (laughs) but anyway, I had noticed that there were a lot of festivals going on here, like a lot of sustainability festivals, trade fairs, um, just different kinds of things about eco-friendly product or eco-friendly living and sustainable living and green living and all of these words that are now associated with, with let's call green capitalism. <laughs> um, and I, I would go to a market and be, you know, a little bit disappointed and think, well, the next one will be different. I mean, read their mission statement. It says this, this, and this, and it's got to be different and it's got to be better. And, and then I went to that market and, or that, uh, trade, trade fair and saw <clears throat> that it wasn't different and saw that of the, I don't know, let's say 50 stands, 45 of those stands were trying to sell me something. And their complete marketing platform was that it's green and it's alternative and it's sustainable and it's good for the planet and it's good for you. And my thing is, and was at that point, it's still all about consumption. It's all about products that we can buy or something that we need more to produce and more to own and more to have. And let's replace something that we already have with something new just because it's green. And that really got my goat. And um, that pretty much was the platform or the reason that I said, you know what? No, um, I'm I'm going to talk about this and and I need to see... I want to I want to try to create a change in which we see a shift in consumerism. Um, well, I guess I want to create 
a shift in consumerism. That sounds like, well, we, she's setting her sights high, ain't she? I did say ain't, and I apologize for it. But um, the point being, we we need to look at the way, we need to change the way we consume because you can't, you can't justify it under the pretense that it's better for the planet. It's still not fighting the battle at hand here. Um, it means that we we have to abandon this next best thing mentality. Um, you know, we can't... I think this is honestly a whole episode worth of, of topic is to talk about this human mentality of, of always having the next best thing in our goal-oriented tendencies, in our dating lives, in our... Yeah, our um, consumption, what kind of car we have and, and how big our house is and whatnot, you know, we, we have to abandon this mentality. And and that doesn't mean that we have to give up all the luxuries and technologies that humankind has created. But but let's at least be conscious about how how we consume. And here I would like to make a small note about the fact that my microphone was not plugged in at all until just now. So the audio might be different, and I apologize for that. Um, it is my first rodeo, so just bear with me. Right, so that's really all I wanted to say in the first episode was just to explain to you how I got here and why I decided to make a podcast. Um, perhaps the first few podcasts <laughs> will feel very much geared towards zero waste and consumerism and and that kind of thing but I guarantee that there will be more things to be had on the podcast more topics to be discussed and more rants ramblings and realizations to um, share with you all Um, right I do want to take this time though to say that I am completely overwhelmed by the support that I have gotten um, to create this podcast. Um, But let me be the first to say, keep your expectations low. Please, please keep them low. I am working with a fairly large learning curve here and also do not claim to be an expert. Um, I promise you that my posts on the website and also in the podcast won't be polished and my edits won't be clean. I honestly don't even know what clean edits means or like if that's even something that people use as a term. Anyway, all I'm here to say is buckle up if you want to stay on this ride. Um, I also like in the in the theme of thanking people... I want to thank um, my friends for loaning equipment, for helping with edits, uh, for giving patience, um, and for cheering me on, for providing me with endurance, and most of all, for for lighting the fire under my AWS. Um, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, you know, I, I do sort of regret sharing that I was going to make a podcast before I actually recorded the first episode because there is like an immense amount of pressure now <laughs> that I didn't have before. Um, though actually like I'm okay with things not being perfect and, um, 
if you still want to listen, that is swell. And if you don't, it's also fine for me. Um, right. So yeah, thank you for listening and for entertaining my idea to create a podcast. I really appreciate it. So email me, check the blog or get in touch any way you know how and tell me what you want to hear. What questions do you have for me? I do have some already um, backlogged that we will be getting to in future episodes. But um, yeah, please reach out. Please let me know if you want to collaborate on something or uh, let me know if you absolutely hated something <laughs> that I said or <laughs> that I covered. Yeah, let's let's just do this together and uh, see where we get. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to cut myself off there and wish you all a pleasant day.